Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So, yes, once again, I'm bringing on yet another new co-host. I can't run out of co-hosts, apparently. Uh, but this gentleman I'm excited to bring on to you because we're connected through some other circles, which I've discussed many, many times in this show. And the power of networking is real in this exact situation. So this gentleman, he's an entrepreneur. He's a sought-after international speaker, branding expert. Big vibe here. We're marketing guys. I love it. He's the CEO of Strive and Grind. Okay, he's an international branding creative boutique that helps entrepreneurs and service-based businesses create memorable, disruptive, keyword there, and badass premium brands. So due to his limitless energy, like myself, and branding exercise, you can find him frequently speaking at exclusive masterminds, which we were just discussing before we fired up the recording today, big stages amongst today's thought leaders, and being featured in the press, such as Huffington Post. We've had multiple Huffington Post people on here. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, sir, Strive and Grind CEO, founder, Thrive, Make Money Matter fellow attendee, Kevin Stimson. Scott, what up, bro? Thanks so much for having me, man. Super pumped up to be here. Yeah, I had a little flair on the end there because I'm like, man, I got to work to thrive in there. I just can't help it. We love thrive. Yeah. So. Got to represent, man. I can dig it. Yeah, and literally, so as I hinted earlier, I did 16 different co-hosts just in 2016 after coming to that thrive. I have, wow. I, I got to go back and now figure out the whole master list of all many, how many co-hosts have come on this show just because of that networking circle. So Yeah. You should even share that with uh, Cole, or I can even share with Cole too, because I mean he's all about helping other people and and all kind of stuff, and that's obviously you giving back to his community or whatnot. So I think that'd be cool. Well, the sad part is I had all those people on before I even brought him on. I didn't finally get him on until right before this past thrive, and I brought oh. some of this up to him. He's like, "Dude, it sounds like you should just like rebrand it like the Thrive Tribe Podcast." I was like, "Well." <laughs> I mean, let's not get crazy. Maybe we need to launch a separate podcast show just for that. I don't know. Um, yeah. But that's, that's what funny. I love about the event, right? And is that there's such a diversity of people. It's not just like fellow health and fitness nuts like you and I and the entrepreneurial people, but there's people there that actually represent lifestyle brands. Um, actually, one guy, just actually, he might be in your inner circle. Uh, do you know Scott Chrisman? Scott Chrisman. He's the uh, pro skier from Colorado. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's in your uh, – because you, are you part of the Billion Dollar? Nicholas Barely, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. He's in your – see, I got circles overlapping, man. There's the Billion Dollar Body Bottle. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so Scott's been on the show, and uh, he's now recently launched his new podcast, so I'm excited nice. for it. Nice. And him being the pro skier, it's the Olympics right now. I mean, there's a lot of excitement happening, so – Wait, he's at the Olympics right now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying oh, that with, say. yeah, with the Olympics right now. And, Got it. But no, he's literally brought Olympians already onto the show already. He's that well-connected oh, wow, in the ski sick. world. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So I'm excited because actually I'm, I'm trying to get him to uh, come uh, stay at our house because we're flying out at the end of February. This will probably air in the beginning of March while I'm actually on my ski vacation. I go out every year to Colorado. So we cool. got a place. Uh, my fiance's family's got a place in Edwards, which is right next door to Vail. So Vail's the, the high-end ski area. And he's only he's based down in Crested Butte, Colorado. So I'm like, Scott, man, come on, man. Crash the house. Let's go hit some turns and let's have yeah. some fun. Maybe we'll do That's some sick. podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Multitask. Yeah, man. Well, and for our, for our listeners, you definitely got to, when you get a break, I know you hardcore podcast listeners love the audio, but go to the YouTube once in a while. I'll have all this stuff linked in the show notes because he's hanging out in a sweet little studio in downtown San Diego. He's got the mic up. He's got the boom, just like me. I'm loving it. Um, so you're not, the, you're not a stranger to the value of quality audio, right? Correct. It's all about high presentation, man. It's about the visuals. It's about quality. It's about everything. And as you know, like I'm a branding guy, right? And so I can't be that guy with a, a weak setup. I can't be that guy with the weak mic and, and all that. It has to be the, the full on thing. So I got to bring it. It looks like an Audio Technica 2100. That's it. This was Boom. actually the first mic I, I ever got. Uh, I think I got it back in 2013. And I think Pat Flynn actually suggested it like way back in the day. And it was it was affordable too, man. I, I got this stand and the mic and a little thing over top of it for I think 70 bucks on yeah. Amazon way back. That's so. about right. It's still definitely sub 100. Like I, when I started the show, I went all out. This is like a $300 microphone, but <laughs> those, oh, but I bought two of those for my travel mics. 
So I have two in my travel gear for my travel pod. I've got two of those mics. So those are still nice. hands down great microphones. Nice. Actually, Cole, we were just talking about Cole Hatter. He got me the um, the Yeti. Yep. And I've been I've just been having challenges with that. So I, don't I like just the Yeti. Decide. Yeah, no, I, I like this one way better than it. Well, hands down, it's simple, right? And and sometimes simple. I mean, maybe we could tie this into what you do and what we do, right? It's sometimes simplicity is a good thing. Like we get we get shit way too complicated, right? Like so, part of your brand. And actually, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into here, ladies and gentlemen. I, I already hinted it. Strive and grind, right? So for the video mm-hmm. watchers, I'm gonna go ahead and share your site here, right? So you're creating memorable, disruptive, and badass brands. But yes. isn't some of that based around simplicity? Like sometimes maybe I get we get a little crazy with our audio gear and our microphones and our videos, and next thing you know, people got paralysis by analysis. And they're not taking any action. So. Yeah, like absolutely, right? You don't want to confuse people. You don't want to overwhelm people. And um, like you kind of alluded to, we specialize in creating premium things or premium brands. And so one of the first things that we as entrepreneurs need to focus on is the one thing. And so we specialize in the one thing and we urge our clients as well to focus on the one thing too. Because if you're doing too many things at once, you're confusing people, but you also can't specialize at something either at the same time. And we've realized that when you, instead of being a generalist, if you're a specialist, you're able to charge that premium dollar, charge premium prices, attract high paying clients, and easily position yourself as like the number one best or only in your space. So 100% man, hands down, you know, simplicity, simplicity is key. Oh, there's two badass brands right there on the screen share. We just talked about Cole Hatter and obviously Nicholas Bailey, man, the billion dollar body to two yeah. fun brands. You know, yeah. funny thing how I met Nick, um, I got into Thrive Early when it was in San Diego two years ago. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just poking around, man. I'm just doing laps. So I go up and he's up there trying to set up the booth and you know, his, his uh, display booth and it's yeah. got the magnetic backing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I walk up and I just see this, this dude just can't reach the top. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm having fun with you, Nick. You know, I love you, man. He's been on the show already too. Uh, yeah. and, and, uh, that's, and we asked how we connected. Cause I'm like, yo bro. I'm like, I'm six, four. I, I got your back. Need some help? I just walked over and smacked that puppy up. there. <laughs> nice. Cause I'll I tell you, those things that. are a pain in the butt to get up there, man. Like you got to start from the top. Cause then the magnets want to grab a hold of right away and you can't just straighten it. I don't know if you ever helped him with his booth, but yeah, I have. It's actually, man, even with like four or five people, it's at least a 30, 40 minute setup. We it looks great when you're done. Say that again. I said it looks great when you're done. So oh yeah, 100 percent But it's funny because our booth was literally right across the way of his booth uh, at Thrive back in San Diego. And ours took like less than 10 minutes, if that, like five or ten minutes to put up. So yeah, you were next uh, to um oh god, what's his name? I have a photo Unsworth. of me spinning his wheel. Unsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. I feel bad. I never made it all the way because like I won on his wheel, like his video program, whatever, but I'm in so many programs. I made it like halfway through his program. I haven't never went back and finished it, but I mean, nothing against the value of his program. I just, right. especially you go to events like that, dude, and you're visiting all the booths and people got contests and giveaways and I love it, man. I'll throw myself out there. I'll try everything. So absolutely. <laughs> we had cookies and stuff, man. So I, I think that was our giveaway. That's probably why it took me till the second day to get there. I'm not a cookie guy, but uh, uh, I mean, okay. you would have had a, you would have had a steak laying there or some bacon and eggs, man. I would have been all over that. There you go. <laughs> So, but so back to my point though on simplicity, right? So, microphones aside, let's mm-hmm. talk about this, man. You guys, you know, I care a lot about branding and marketing, right? And and as you point out, know, you want to make shit badass. So, yep. why do people? And we're probably guilty of it, right? We've had to learn over the years ourselves. Why do we? Let's go with we, not people. Let's go with we. Why do we? Air on the complexity side in the beginning. <laughs> and then it takes a while to realize like, whoa, I just, I just messed it up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because we don't know what we don't know starting out. Right. Like even from, even from a health perspective, from an entrepreneurial perspective, it's like when we first start off, we don't know what we don't know. So if someone comes to us and be like, oh man, like we want this logo, they'll think that they want all of this stuff inside of this logo. And it's just like, no, you can't do that because it's too busy, too much stuff going on. You'll realize that over time, brands have gone from doing all the crazy stuff to just getting more simplistic and, and fading out. When I first started my business, I thought I'd, well, here's here's a here's a, a interesting point. Before Striving Ground was a branding company, mm-hmm. 
it was a, the ultimate lifestyle brand for anyone who wanted to strive to achieve greatness and grind and get there. So it was like a okay. feel good brand, like for striving and grinding. Like it didn't matter if you were an artist. It didn't matter if you were an athlete, entrepreneur, doctor, lawyer, whatever. If you represented striving grind, you knew like you were going after your goals. And so we had a full on clothing line. Where we had brand ambassadors and sponsored athletes. We had college chapters. We had, um, you know, a blog where we had contributors. Like we had all of this stuff going on. It was just my wife and I mm-hmm. and one other person on our team. Okay. And we spread ourselves too thin and we kind of confused people because it's just like, well, what do you guys do? But we're just like, no, we got to be everywhere. Like this is big vision. So You're in cool. hustle mode, man. You're hustling. Yeah, hustle mode. And we're hustling without any intention. And we wasn't, we weren't monetizing to the best of our ability on any of those facets that we, or any of those verticals that we were in. And it wasn't until we hired a business coach where they actually sat us down and like, look, you guys are really talented. You guys are good at what you do. You guys build a great brand. How cool would it be for you guys to create brands for other people? And you guys just specialize in that. Hmm. And you guys can go further, faster, deeper by doing that instead of just being like super like all over the place. I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we went from having this thing that was just really, really cool to now having something that's really, really cool. That's also making us a lot of money too, but also position us as like the authority. And we've realized that we don't have to do everything at once. Like I have a 20 year vision and like big, bold, audacious goal and vision yep. for striving crime. And so I don't have to do all that stuff now. So there's, I'm being, I'm saying, I'm staying in my lane right now. So yeah, man, simplicity is, is so key for success. Great, big, bold, audacious goals. I think you're quoting one of our speakers from San Diego, uh, the author of chicken soup for the soul. I think that was one of his slides. So really? Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I was that Canfield. Yeah. That was, oh, one wow. of, I was one of Jack Canfield's. I believe that was one of his slides. So, cause that's as soon as you said, bold and audacious. I was like, dude, I think that's him. That's <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. That's what's up. So again, Hey, we were at the same conference. So it's funny right. how we all remember things differently going back to branding, right? Like mm-hmm. a great brand. And we're going to geek out on this. I like, guess again, ladies and gentlemen, we are health and fitness nuts, but this guy, this guy, I mean, it's not often I get another guy on who loves branding so much. Like I, I, I mean, I finally, uh, I don't have it in here, but y- you know how high end Yeti mugs are. Mm-hmm. I mean, just got done getting some samples back from then. I was doing some custom print work from their custom shop because you, it was like, dude, get your brand on that because I rock Yeti right. anyway. I, I literally just picked these up last week. I, I'm working with a new embroidery guy, and I rock I rock trucker hats and stuff all the time. I'm like, dude, I need six different styles of hats done. They're, they're stacked over here in the corner. Uh, I was right. like, I, I need something to go on vacation with and see if I'm going to like it. Um, I've already got some of my, my followers in my private group. They're like, dude, I'll take a hat. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it's about getting your brand out there. It's it's taking Absolutely. it seriously. So it's like, I mean, with me, like my logo is not obsessive. Like, dude, I, I'm all, I'm a fired up guy. So fire's in my logo. I'm a former firefighter. Yeah. Fire's in the logo. Cool. Uh, like uh, I really connected with, um, oh, what's our firefighter buddy in, in his circle that comes every year to. Uh, rich. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, Rich mm-hmm. and I really vibed out because I've been, the first time I went to San Diego, I was stationed there with the federal government. Because I left the corporate world in 09 after going back to school, finishing my degree. I did a BS in marketing and psychology, thinking mm-hmm. that that's what I was supposed to do because I already had a great resume. And uh, I was like, all right, let's do that. I'm an adult student. And uh, then I was like, screw it all. I didn't like corporate world anymore and went and got certified as a federal wildland firefighter. Specifically, I was actually a hotshot. So you in California know a lot about fire. And uh, so Hey, I- was this like that uh, that one movie in the Midwest the new movie uh, just got put out called Only the Brave? Yes. So I yeah. I knew 17 of the 19 who died in that movie. Uh man. We served alongside of each other in 2010 and 2011. Mike my, my wow. crew my, my crew's base they they died in Prescott, Arizona. So their base was in Prescott, Arizona, my base was in Young, Arizona. We I knew most of those guys. So Wow. Dude, that that movie hit me right in my heart. I was I, I, didn't, I was freaking crying, man. I was Yeah, I didn't even know I didn't even know any of this happened. And I'm like, man, this movie Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on. I right? got I got the I got the goosebumps and the hair is standing up on my Just arm. Just right talking now. about it. Yeah. So <laughs> we can we can go on. But the no, moment it's you cool, dude. What you said, you, you gotta embrace this. This is who this is who I am. I, I'll never yeah. I'll never forget those two years. They they will be 
it, my buddies who still do this, they've chosen that as their life path. I thought that was going to be my life path. You know, I'm an adrenaline junkie. And I got my two years in. I earned my my belt buckle <laughs> from the crew mm-hmm. that I was on, and and that was it. I was like, all right, I, I'm ready for the next steps. So right. And it was a life changing experience. Learning the power of, as you saw in that movie, man. There, there's brotherhood there. There's family. Oh it's, my gosh. When, when you see, and, that, and that's that was literally the worst firefighter tragedy, mass mass loss of lives since 9/11. Right, I saw that. So it was, uh, and actually, the movie just got released to DVD. It's now on Amazon Video. Actually, I put it on my wish list because I I got to have that in my library, uh, because just like you said, people just don't know. Like, right. Going back to branding, right? The hotshot world is not known. When I, when I went West, like all my friends, family, they were following my Facebook like crazy. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll, I'll disappear for a month in the mountains. Cause we were hot shots. We're sent into the crazy shit. Like you got to Like yeah. every, everything's on our back. I'm hiking with a chainsaw, just like in the movie. Like I was a Sawyer and like, you're doing 16 hour shifts in the fire line. Sometimes you're stationed at 5,000 feet in the mountains. I mean, the one fire in that movie was called the horseshoe fire. We both yep. our crews were assigned to that fire. That was it was in the Chiricahua Mountains on the Mexican border of New Mexico. So the the fire that they talked about in that movie, not the one they died on, but earlier in the movie, I was mm-hmm. in that fire with them. So we actually wow. camped. We camped on the same mountaintop together. It was just crazy. <laughs> Man, so that's crazy. So well, anyway, hey, thanks for thanks for sharing that because yeah, I th- I think it's cool to even know somebody who knows those guys because I'm just like. I can't even imagine the stuff like in the like what was even going through their heads at that point in time, and it was like really emotional for my wife and I. Like we literally was watching it uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, fairly recently. But yeah, man, thanks for sharing that. It's, it, but here's the beauty, right? Like, live the fuel didn't exist yet. If I mm-hmm. hadn't gone to do a firefighting, I wouldn't have fire in my logo. Live the fuel originally started off standing for live the fired up epic life, right? It's an acronym because I mm-hmm. came from the corporate space. The government space uses acronyms. I'm like, I'm going to make my own, but I was living by the Ernest Hemingway quote of live life to the fullest for years. Like that was part right. of my mantra. And I'm like, wait a minute, coming out of that experience, it was like, I need to make my own mantra. And then it became a personal brand. And just like you, man, like you didn't start off. I didn't start off creating a marketing agency. I didn't have any idea to launch a podcast. When I launched live the fuel, I opened up a Facebook page and started posting motivational content and quotes. Right. (laughs) That's where live the fuel started. Right. (laughs) And the logo has morphed over the years and and everything else. So yeah, we all have different roots and and begin. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I even know for me, man, personally, and I, I feel like for, for all of us who are on this journey, we have to use some type of pain or challenge or something that we've had to overcome or experience that was kind of deep or even dark yeah. to get us where we are today. So like, I know even for myself personally, um, I knew about 30 people personally who passed away before they were 21 years old. What? Yeah. That's... And people used to talk about my high school being cursed. And from 2007 to 2012, mainly 30 people in that short five-year time frame. It's crazy. And it's at that point in time where I'm starting to really think about my life and like where I want to go with it and, and all this kind of stuff. And you and I have similar backgrounds from like, hey, like we both went into corporate America. My goal, my dream at that point in time as a young 20-something, I'm like, hey, I want to be the chief information officer of a big Fortune 500 company. I want to be making a quarter of millions, a half a million dollars a year. I want to report to the CEO. I want to manage a lot of IT professionals. They make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And then as I'm doing this and as I'm, you know, right coming right out of college, I get a I get landed a rotational program type job. So yeah. like a management training type thing, Very Come on, making a lot of money. Yep. You're managing people. You're doing all of that. And over a short two year time frame, I acquired about seven mentors who are all at the top. They're all vice presidents and above. And I'm starting to realize this trend and this trend where these men were, where they were mentoring me, you know, they were overweight, they were unhealthy, they were traveling internationally like every two weeks. Uh, they didn't have any wedding bands on their fingers. They were stressed out. They were overwhelmed. Many of them were even getting fired and stuff and laid off because of like mergers and acquisitions. And I'm just like, man, if 20 years from now, 15 years from now, do I want to say like, this is what I do? Hmm. And I had two boxes to check, a hell yes or a hell no. And the hell no box was obviously checked. 
And then from there, I said, all right, obviously I want to make a lot of money. Obviously I want to live a great lifestyle. Obviously I want to make impact and, you know, just do cool stuff. What's going to give me those capabilities? What's going to allow me to do that? And I started like getting super heavy into personal development. Started reading books, listening to podcasts, just like this, watching videos. And I'm getting really inspired. I'm like, man, I can do this entrepreneurship thing. I can do this thing. And so I leveraged my day job to move to San Diego because I realized that San Diego was the hub of dope millennial entrepreneurs who were living this lifestyle, making a lot of money, but they were just doing cool stuff. You guys they were definitely doing- have corner of the market down there on that. There's like, it's a, there's crazy. been a ton of podcasters moving there too. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, it's been crazy, man. I've been monitoring it. It's interesting. Well, it, it obviously, it was the podcasters who inspired me early on when I was living on the East Coast. Hmm. That inspired me to even come out here. You know, good friends of mine like Johnny Dumas and Pat Flynn and, you know, Amy Porterfield. Like, I'm just listening to these people. I'm just like, dang, they're living their dream. Yeah. Here I am at the cubicle right now. Like, <laughs> I want that. So I leveraged my day job to move, you know, my wife and I out here to, to San Diego. And it was really cool, man, because I gave myself one year to go full time with my business and chuck the deuces to corporate America. Mm-hmm. Within three to four months of moving to San Diego, a Facebook ad hit my newsfeed about going to an entrepreneur conference and live event. It's like a two, three day event. My first event ever. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing because a lot of people think I'm crazy right now, but I know if I was to go to this conference event and I know like JLD and all these cool people were speaking at that point in time, it was just like, Kevin, you'd be crazy not to go. Yep. And you're gonna be surrounded by a bunch of crazy people together. And so us crazy people together, it's gonna be awesome, right? And all of a sudden you're yeah. less crazy. <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> That's why I so, tell people all the time, like, if you feel crazy, just go surround yourself with more people like you and you'll feel less crazy, <laughs> hopefully. Game over. <laughs> game over, man. And that in itself was so empowering because once we went to that conference, we hired a business coach, we joined a mastermind, and life literally hasn't been the same since. And what's cool is we were able to quit our day jobs right under a year of moving to San Diego. That's fast. And we did six figures in our business within that first year of moving here. Um, and so I wanted to share that story cause it all came from that dark challenging place and then starting to get that epiphany. Like, man, if those people knew that they were going to pass away so young, hmm. do you think that they would have went all in on their dreams and like taking the risk and all that kind of stuff to get to where they wanted to be? And the answer would be heck yes. Like would they do things a little bit differently? Yes. So it's your turn. Do it for them. You know, it's, I'm glad you're bringing this up because it's, I can connect, I'm going to connect this on a couple of things, uh, current, uh, right. So obviously I, I hate to, I hate to go here, but we're going to talk about Florida. All mm-hmm. right. Another mass shooting. And I get to connect to this because ladies and gentlemen, as we're talking about this, he and I were both in Vegas for Thrive Making Money Matter at the end of the event, the mass shooting in Vegas hit. So, uh, now we're seeing a mass shooting uh, as we're recording this, this week in Florida. And, um, not to take anything away from the tragedy, but I truly do agree with your point on if we allow our surroundings to affect us so deep that it holds us back, mistake one. And if you feel that the surroundings are never going to change and it's going to keep holding you back, you got to grab life like bull by the horns and say, all right, do I need to move? Like literally pick up life and move. It's not easy. It's stressful. Like one of the most, it's actually, I remember doing the research in my psychology courses, Three of the most stressful things in life is, uh, you know, basically marriage, uh, death, and and relocation, like moving. I mean, just up, wow. up, uprooting your entire life. Those are top three of the top five most stressful things you could put yourself through. And then there's people who literally do all that in one time. Like they'll like they'll be getting married, and then all of a sudden they're moving, and then somebody in their family passes away. Like how uh, right? Mm-hmm. There's a trifecta happening. But in this situation, I'm referring to is that you just dropped a really powerful bomb here, which is okay, man. <sighs> yeah, we had a bad reputation as a school and I got to observe a lot of loss of life at a very young age. So I'm going to carpe DM the crap out of this and say, Hey man, I'm seizing the day. Let's get the heck out of here. Let's put ourselves into an environment, into a locality that should with the right mindset, take us to the next level. That's what I'm hearing from you. And I'm not saying that people need to leave Florida right now. (laughs) Um, I'm just referring to the fact that, uh, and again, uh, uh, nothing but, best wishes to the families of everybody dealing with the, with the loss right now. It's just tragic. But 
uh, I can't live on the negative. That's just not how I roll. All right. Again, you hinted at earlier, all this personal development you went through and professional development, I still do it. We all do it. Like once you get on it, you're, it's like crack, man. You got to stay. Hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, because because it's like, holy crap, not everything is going to go your way. But when you put in the reps, just like going to the gym, when crap does hit the fan in a negative way, I'm not phased as much. I don't dwell on it. I mean, what, how can you talk about that? Do you feel like you've lost the... Uh, I guess that, that black hole effect of all of a sudden like, oh man, oh, I don't know, man, we should, we take some time to reflect on this. I'm like, no, nah, man, let's go. What, what's, what's happening next? How are we going to seize the day? <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Like if, if I have any type of challenge hit me, I'm ready to bounce back. You know, like that's, that's just how it is. And for us all to be able to hit those levels of, of peak performance and just do our thing and, and just execute the longer we take to, just reflect on the pain and the challenges and like the suffering, the longer it's going to take for you to actually get into your, your spin of things. There's a, there's an audio that I listen to every single morning, man. It gets me so hyped up. I have a, I have a chain on right now, I I love gold, but the lion, mm-hmm. I love what the lion represents. Okay. And there's an audio that I listen to. Let me see what it is. Hold on one second. Well, heck, you got a good microphone there. If you got it on your smartphone, fire it up for our listeners. Oh, sweet. Put Let's on speaker, man. I, I live spontaneously. Let's rock it. So Let's do it. All right. Let me see. Let I don't know if you can it play it from the computer, but um, I've okay. not tested that on Zoom yet. I wonder if the audio would come through. Let's see here. Uh, library. So is this something on your iPhone? You guys, yeah, this is on my iPhone. So when you wake, is this? So this is good for our listeners. This is like people have different morning hacks or morning procedures. So would this be something upon waking up? Or yes. okay, so I wake up every morning, like I say, eighty to eighty-five percent, depending on how late I go to sleep. Um, eighty to eighty-five percent of the time, I wake up between four and four thirty in the morning. Dang! All and right. when I wake up that early, I'm in my flow, and like my first two three hours is just dedicated to me. So I'm doing all my me stuff before I even get to my work stuff. So, um, you know, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm reading, I'm working out, I'm learning whatever new things that I'm learning and executing on. And then by seven, eight o'clock, I've already done 90% more than most people have done in their whole day. That's true. And so um, that's, that's my practice. But every single morning I wake up, I listen to this video or this audio called The Lion Attitude. Hmm. And there's this, I think he's Asian because of the accent. I want to find him. And if you're listening to this and you know who this guy is, let Scott know, let me know, because I'm searching for him. Reach I want out to strive and grind. He must know. Yes. <laughs> um, but here it is. Let's see. Uh, the Lion Attitude. Courage. Can you hear it? Yeah. Strength. Oh, yeah, you're playing right in front of the microphones. That's coming through. Well, I want to fast forward to the, the Asian dude because he's... Okay. These where the fun stuff happens. Let me see. Now, and this is an audio track, not a YouTube video, because I know there's like a, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube around the lying attitude. Well, it it could be. Well, I think this these these right here are actually on YouTube. Okay. But I've downloaded a playlist straight from. You've got a um, business iTunes. to grow. Yeah, I'm that bringing up his time. YouTube right now, and under the title of Lion Attitude. But go ahead. Cool. Yeah. All right. Do you want to play it? I don't know if this is what you're, I don't know if this is what it is. Hold on a second. Let me, let me do me just screen share. Let's see if this is it. Cause it'll come through even stronger. I don't know if you I heard just, me trying to hit play just now or not is hold on. Let me get this ad through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the line attitude, heart of a line, motivational yeah. video. Fiverr to the rescue. Yeah. All right. Let me just get, let's get this Free ad out of the way. Can you hear this? Like you. I can't. You can't. No. Logos. So our listeners will be able to hear this, but social media. Let me skip through website this. Cause design. then I want to actually play this it? for the video feed too. Okay. So you need some branding? That's one advantage. Let's I play it on my end, design. they'll definitely hear it. So, and, and they'll here. be able to see it. Smart filtering cool. Come on, ads. Get over here. There we go. Darn YouTube ads. Courage. I think this is strength. It, yeah, his first two words, he says courage. And then yeah. strength, just like yours did. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, so when you fast forward to like two minutes and 30, two minutes and 40 seconds. I think that's when the, the other dude starts going. Right. And it's just like... 2.40, let me back up here to 2.40. 2.38, let's see what happens here. Come for their mission. Lions are not followers. Oh yeah, this is... Yeah, this is he's... Book. It's um, 
it's he could be Asian or it could be Indian of descent. I don't know. It's a higher pitched voice. Yeah. Yeah. He's screaming. He's like, Attitude. They are leaders who yeah. lead the rest of the animals. No, no. This is African. This is African, dude. Because really? I, I, I was just in South Africa in November. And so the, the accents are still fresh. Dude, I can tell. And that makes sense with lions, right? Dude, I think this guy is from some country in Africa. Because I, oh, I'm wow. picking up on the accent. Damn lion. Okay. Be fearless. And I'm listening. Don't talk. Walk the talk. Yeah. Real lions that demonstrate who they are. That's definitely from Africa, bro. That's he's just like wow. lions. They, they they demonstrate from who they are. It's not. I'm not a good accent. I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm Irish American. But dude, um, hold, let me finish playing. A lion does not seek respect. They command respect line. and authority because they know they should be respected. Be a lion. A ship follows the leader. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go your own direction. Even if no one believes he is passionate. in you. Follow your heart. Bro, you feel it, right? Only you know <laughs> what is best for you. Only you know the path to take. All right, I got to take a note here. Hold on a second. Let me stop sharing. Um, okay, that's going to go in the blog content. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, put, we're putting that puppy in. Bro, even when I don't want to wait, like work out, like if I'm going through a rut, I put my beast headphones. You on, have the heart. Yeah. Glass all the way up, and I'm ready to go right after that. I mean, he's uh, he's just screaming into the phone, so <laughs> I mean, he's he, passionate. Line out yeah, he's definitely screaming. Yeah, but I I I like it that way. It it that's that's the way to hit me the most. I'm gonna call this Kevin's morning mantra. There you go. All right. Whiteboard gets cleaned off at the end of the day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this this all started at, well, actually I was at Starbucks at 6 a.m. and then came back about an hour ago after my workout and then just started putting all my ideas out just because and I'm gonna photograph this later and then wipe it off again. This nice. is my this That's is my how I roll. Yeah, it's like brain dump I call it a brain dump. Photograph it and then move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was cool, man. That guy's got passion. 639,000 subscribers on that channel. Oh, wow. But that's like, I mean, I don't know if that's their video though, right? It's like, it's called Team Fearless. So, see, there yeah, you go. There's I, a brand, right? Built, mm -hmm. you know, strive and grind, fearless, live the fuel. We have mm -hmm. something in common. Absolutely. You know it. You guys might have to reach out to that guy, man. Maybe you can help him grow his brand. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Clearly, you follow him. I know. Well, how long, so how long have you been using him? There's a popular quote going uh, probably for three months now. So fairly new, but I'd say three months. Oh yeah, here we go. Number one for motivation and self-development on iTunes and Spotify. So this 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 channel is much bigger than just your favorite video, bro. Like this guy is whoever has this is nice. It's, it's all motivational content. Yeah. So what I have on my phone right now, it's just a playlist probably of all of those. And is combined. that Spotify or is that you or is that iTunes? This is iTunes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah, there's some other stuff in here. See now I'm gonna subscribe to this channel because I'm gonna go back and check that out. So there you go. We're yeah, sharing man. best practices already. Look at that. Gotta do See, it. Gotta it's not, do it's it. not just well, no, actually I will say it is about going to the events. You hinted at it earlier, man. Like, um I don't what was the name of that event that you went to that first one? Do you remember? It would actually it was actually uh Nick Unsworth's Life on Fire event. Yeah, perfect. Back okay. in 2015. There you go. Mm -hmm. And then Nick Unsworth leads you eventually to Cole Hatter and Thrive. And uh, and obviously, and here we are today. I'm sure you can support me. Thrive is an event at a whole different level. And yes. I'm excited to see it grow, and I love supporting it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know what to expect this year. <laughs> I know, right? It should be interesting. And uh, yeah, Will you guys be back as a vendor again this year? Say that again. Are you back as a vendor again this year? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to go to the, his event for life until I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done, Cole. I'm tired of you. But until then, I'm just like, that's what it is. Well, I mean, let's let, let's be real. I mean, for our listeners who aren't watching the video, I mean, you're a hustling. You're you're obviously a millennial, right? Um, yes. Where are you at in the spectrum nowadays? Are you considered I middle millennial? 20, or? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say I'm towards the end, but okay. uh, I turned 29 in March. All so. right. You're about to I'm break. getting there, man. I'm getting there. Dude, I'll tell you. All right. So I just turned 40 in September. 
Okay. Like, well, I was like, my 30s were epic. I mean, my 30th birthday, I'll just say, it involved a limo bus and going to Philadelphia. And I took all my mountain bike racing buddies that I ride with. And then I took all of my party animal friends and I combined them into the same bus just to see what would socially happen. <laughs> what happened? Uh, we ended up extending the rental until 5 a.m. Uh, half the people on the bus had never even had a, and I'm a health nut. I don't eat this crap anymore. But this is back in 2010. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we were doing, we did. I mean, we we were hitting all the all like Broadway and Philly hit a bunch of bars and stuff like that. But then then everybody's like, I find out that half the guys had never even had a Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, wow. all right, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's a part of Philadelphia history, and we're running out of right. rental time. And I, I go to the driver, I'm like, yo, you're cool with extension, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's just. Keep, I was like, we'll just keep the clock going. We're going. <laughs> so we went nice. back down. We went down to South Philly, and I made everybody hit. Every cheesesteak, like like Pat's and Gino's are, are the oldest cheesesteak shops in Philadelphia. And then I drove everybody over to South Street, Philadelphia, because there's another famous cheese stock over there, just so they can compare the different qualities right. <laughs> of Philly cheesesteaks. It, it was ridiculous. Um, people passed out. Uh, it was like going back to college, man. People were drawing on each other's faces with markers. I don't know. It was, oh, man. Uh, a, a buddy of mine almost got hit by a cab. Um, it was... It, <laughs> It was interesting. Sounds fun, man. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a birthday to remember, right? Uh, people still talk about it. Uh, actually, yeah, it's, it was hilarious. Um, it was memorable. There you go. We, we convinced a rugby buddy playing buddy of mine. He's six five, two sixty. Um, we made him chug an entire bottle of Tabasco at dinner. Um, that made him. I, I just started throwing money on the table, and then everybody started throwing in. And there was not like there was like two hundred bucks there just to challenge this guy to drink the whole bottle of Tabasco, and he did. So he uh, did it or did not? Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Wow. But then there was a standard, there was a secondary clause. I also said you had to keep that down for two minutes. So we had to sit there for two minutes after finishing the bottle to make sure that he had full control. And then he's like, all right, are we good? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> savage. Oh my so God. savage. It was, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, this is not hazing. These are 30 year old gentlemen. Some of these guys are in their twenties. Some of you guys are mid thirties. The one guy was my dentist. He, he's awesome. He, this guy can ride bikes over the mountains and the Alps and Italy. Like the guy's crazy. Uh, he's probably in his sixties now. And this guy's just an animal. Um, mm. Just a good group. It was, it was all bro night. It was just all me and my boys. You know, you know how it is. Like there's. Oh, I know how it is. I love we social. Need that. Oh, yeah, you, it's great to go out with your fiance. I have a fiance now, so I'm like, it's great to have. Congrats. You know, thank you. Uh, I, I, I see. Oh, you know what? Let's pause. I got to pause because I don't want to lose this. I just realized something you mentioned earlier on this episode. You talked about people who don't connect, or they're afraid to connect. Or uh, those corporate executives who are fat, out of shape, uh, no wedding rings. I was that guy. Like, not out of shape. Out of shape, but like, I was Mr. Dude, I'm going to chase the corporate dreams, screw everybody else. I was doing shallow dating. Um, I don't know if I can, I, might, if I, I have to go back in time and see if I was actually a true douchebag or not. I might have been. I don't know. That's a really <clears throat> strong statement, but I might be that guy. Um and I, and I, and firefighting didn't help because it was such a crazy lifestyle. I saw some of my fellow fire brothers, guys are like worried if their girls are cheating on them while they're off at fire. Uh, guys are engaged, like stressed out. Like you know, you're gone for a month at a time, month and a half at a time, kind of similar to military. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, good. You're not selling me on relationships. So I just stayed single. I was a bachelor for a long time and yeah. she's, she's 35 and I'm 40. We met, okay. four, we met four years ago. Nice. And I was the guy all these years saying, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get engaged. Well, you keep saying that voice in your head and you're definitely not going to do that. And now all of a sudden, as of August, I, I got engaged. I'm like, I can't believe I'm still doing it. And now we're planning a wedding for next March, which will be in Banff, Canada. We're going to go heli skiing with helicopters and all the backcountry stuff. So, so yeah, we're not traditionalists at all. I but love it. the point of the story is connecting on your point of lack of connection. Mm-hmm. And getting deep, getting vulnerable. I mean, look at you, bro. Like, how long have you been with your lady? Twelve years. Twelve years this year. Right, and you're 29. <laughs> Dude, she was she was 15 turning 16, and I was 17 turning 18. And that's unusual we, these days. Very like, unusual. Like people yeah. give up on their relationships. They're not willing to break through the barriers, the struggles. Um, mm-hmm. I think, it, and this is a challenge, man. Like. Yeah. We we literally grew up together, and we're from the south too. So my wife back there, 
Yeah, there she Dude, is. Well, you're not going to turn around and say That's hi. That's okay. That's all right. I, I saw photos of you guys online. You guys have a, yeah. you guys are a cute Let's couple, see. man. Oh, oh. She there she it. is. So she's uh she's a happy no. couple working together. That's impressive. I don't know how well, you do it. Well, we can talk about that one too. <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother one. We're actually phasing her out of striving grind and she's going all in on her own personal brand. Exciting. She wants to the status quo of the uh starving artists. Wow. And so um but yeah, so you know, we're from the South. She's mixed, uh, Filipino and white. Okay. Back back in the day, you know, Lil Wayne was my mentor. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I can't say like Jay Abraham and Tony Robbins and all those guys are my mentors back in the day. So I used to n- listen to crazy music and sag my pants and just, you know, do stupid stuff like mm-hmm. any teenager would. And so we had to overcome those challenges. Like she wasn't even allowed to see me and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, then it even came down to, it, it was like, Hey, her, her dad was like, Hey, you're either going to be able to live in my house or you got to move out. If you're going to consent, like, if you're going to continue to see Kevin. Wow. And so she, right after she graduated high school, she moved in with my, my family and myself for like four or five years. She didn't even know if her dad was going to make it to our wedding and he Crazy. did. And now, you know, we have a really, really good relationship you know, with her dad or whatnot. But yeah, man, we've gone through so many challenges of just growing up w- with each other. Yeah. So like where we are now and like having a business together, it's just, it's work, man, you know? Well, I, I think that's a testament to also the fact that you guys are way- ready to just keep going, man. Like a lot of people would yeah. give up on that. Like that, that's just sounds stressful to me. Like not, I don't think I can work for my fiance. Like she's actually one of my clients. Like I take care of her website and her brand. So, uh, and sometimes we have a little nice. push, push come to shove or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? In the end, baby, I was like, it's your business, right? Um, you know, she, she's a equine horse veterinary doctor and chiropractic doctor and uh, for animals. Oh, wow. oh yeah, like she's got stuff that I don't even know. Like she's gone to two. She went to freaking Cornell University, UPenn. I definitely leveled up on the educational front with her. There um, you go. <laughs> but in the end, I was like, listen, I, you, you know a lot about the medical world, but I, I'm, the, I'm the marketing guy. You got to at least let me work with you a little bit. So it's been a growing experience. I'll just say that. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, but it sounds like you two have been through a lot together, and that's amazing because that's part of your story. Yes, it's definitely part of our, our story. And, um, you know, we're, we're trucking on, man. We're, we're doing our thing. And at the end of the day, we both just want to be massively happy. And so we're doing whatever we possibly can do to, to ensure that like 12 years is a long time for people who are still in their twenties. Yeah. It's even hard for me to even wrap my head around that, (laughs) you know, but, but here's, that's a testament to your brand, right? You're striving and you're grinding, man. And that's just it. You don't stop. Well, I mean, you can stop, but yeah, the point here is that you're willing to put in the work and you're doing it together. And you're mm-hmm. actually probably inspiring other people because a lot of people are afraid to even consider doing business together with their significant other. So, right. Um, and actually, hold on a second here, because uh, she already turned around. But I, I was just, I'm just, I was just googling your images on the striving grind. So, I thought this one was cute. <laughs> oh, I like that. Dude, that's that's a throwback. That was like four, yeah, four years ago. Okay, yeah. that's power. Of Google, your images are still out there. So I know. Yeah. So that's four years back. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got other stuff going on here. So she, she so oh, there, oh, there we go. That's a this, good one. That picture right there. Well, the butt picture. It oh, went the booty viral. picture? Yeah. The butt picture went viral like back in 2013 because this was like when a 30 day squat challenge went on. Okay. And um, that, I don't know, we were getting like 30 to 50,000 views a month just to our website because she, like, so yeah, her butt was all over the, all <laughs> well, over the uh, great, great piece of, uh, accident, <laughs> accidental marketing, right. And, and brand growth. So, yeah. And clearly there was something to that. Again, back to our earlier points here about why we balance health, fitness, business is that lifestyle piece that adds transparency, right? They show that you people are real people. Like, um, that's why, for example, like I do a standing desk here because then people can, people can tell that I take care of myself. Um, mm-hmm. actually, hold on a second. Nobody, nobody's seen this yet. I just picked this up today. So Dang. Uh, I just won this. So um, it's actually, I'm a, hold on a second, see if I can get that. The, the lighting is a little off. 
So it says SYR CrossFit, they have an mm -hmm. indoor, they have an internal competition. Five weeks, every week, they release a new competitive workout that you have to complete. And my fiance and I both trained her, but we never trained her together. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I'm 40 now, so I'm considered a master's athlete. So I was like, all right. So I had to compete against people that are 40 plus and I won. So congrats, uh, so, man. So That's the awesome. owner just gave me this today. Everybody in the different age groups picked up the trophies already. I'm the last guy. I'm traveling all week and I'm like, I'll get the trophy when I get it. I was like, I didn't even know how I was doing. My fiance would come home and she's like, Hey, do you know you're in first? I was like, no, I just show up, do the workout and leave. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll let me know if I win. <laughs> right. Oh man, that's cool. But see lifestyle, right? I'm making the time for stuff like that. Absolutely. So it's important, man. It's not always about the trophy. It is nice though. Like, Hey man, my, I'm only been in my forties for a few months and I already picked up a new like masters. Um, I'm apparently yeah. I'm older or I'm, I'm masters. I'm, I'm maybe I'm more masterful. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure that part out. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it's going to get cheesy. Um, but that's the point, right? Like what we're, what we're all doing, what you're doing, you're about to help her launch her own brand. And actually, is that a, is that Devana Stimson.com? Yes. Oh, perfect. So I thought I already found that. So I was, uh, yeah, her, her website looks sick, man. Boom. I was, you know, a little plug. I was my look like hers. <laughs> so I love that. So we'll have to dig into more about her then as well. So mm -hmm. the founder's story, I like this. So. Yeah, I had to work her in because she's part of you, right? She's part of Strive and Grind. Like, even though you guys are trying to phase her out so she can build another whole business and another whole lifestyle brand, she's still part of the roots, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it's not like she's not going to still be a part of it. Just, right. You know, you're, you're finally building a successful business enough to free her. And that's part of this lifestyle piece, right? We're talking about freedom. You already hinted about it. You said uh, you freed yourself of your day job, you know, within mm -hmm. a year's time. Yeah. So... And for, again, for our listeners, I want to be careful with this because I'm sure you could talk this a little bit before we, uh, as we start approaching towards the end of the show, there's a lot of promises out there online. We'll just go here. All these freaking click funnels and everything else. And I respect click funnels. When Don't you, get when, me started on this one, man. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> no, no, go, go, go. Uh, I'm is... going here. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to touch on it. I'm like, all right. Stop promising that you're going to make thousands of dollars a day. Okay. Because here's the other problem. Like I'm a big supporter of a network marketing company, all right? It's not the core of my brand, but I have, I use their performance products from Isogenics. It's not for everybody. But that, that industry, that profession has a history of empty promises, right? Companies that are saying, oh, if you spend this, you get this and blah, 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 blah. Now, luckily, they're not built that way. They don't, you don't have to do the business at all. I, when I, I used their stuff to keep me healthy when I was firefighting. Never touched the, the business side until two years later. I was just a happy consumer. And I respected that about the company. Right. But even whether it's whether we're talking about network marketing or the old brand of MLMs and multi-level marketing, or now all this push for click funnels. I get the technology. I understand it's its point. But literally today when I picked up this trophy and I finished doing my clean and jerk workout, I'm talking to the owner. He's like, Hey, I gotta send you a video. I'm like, why? He's like, This guy calls me from New York today saying that I need to hire him and pay him a thousand dollars a month to run my social media and grow my brand to increase my membership. And they want to charge him a thousand dollar setup and a thousand dollars a month. And he sent him a 15 minute video of this dude, like had a screenshot of his website and all, all of uh, my buddy Rob's social media profiles. And he's, he's during the video telling him what he's going to do. I'm like, okay. And he, and in the video, he said he had CrossFit clients. This is what our CrossFit clients do. And then at the end of the video, Rob says, he's like, so, so can you send me case studies? Like your website has case studies. Can you send me case studies showing me that you've worked with other CrossFit people? He's like, well, we haven't documented any of them yet. I'm like, red flag. In your oh, video, yeah. you just said that you have CrossFit clients. And then at the end of the video, when, when Rob calls you on it, you, you don't have it. And then here's the best part. Rob's like, well, listen, let me, let me research this and dig in what more. Do you have a website? The dude only has a single landing page. So he's okay. running his own business on a landing page. I'm like, oh, uh, 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 bro, you get it, man. What I'm are just you doing? Sales just now because you get it. I'm like, so what, many people don't. You don't run a business from a landing page. A landing page is a secondary uh, system. It's a, it's a whole lead generation process. What is your core brand? So, bro, thank you. Uh, Scott, let's go, man. What do you want to preach on this, man? <laughs> Are you, are you back? I know you're backing me up on this. I'm like, I'm fired up right now. I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up too. Look, um, I tell people all the time, there's a time and place for landing pages. There's a time and place for lead pages tool. There's a time and place for click funnels tool. There's a time and place for it. 
if Apple isn't doing it, if Mercedes isn't doing it, if Nike's not doing it, like why should you do it? Mm. You don't hold in like place your whole brand identity online as just a landing page. If you and I connect and I'm like, hey man, it was nice create um it was nice like for instance, Scott, say you and I would meet at Thrive. And she's yeah. like, hey Scott, what's up? Oh man, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, this has been really cool chatting. Um, Scott, do you have a business card or something or a way for mm -hmm. us to get connected? Oh, Kevin, yeah, of course. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And then I take that business card and I look at your website or I, I look at your business card and I type in either on my phone or on the, on the desktop and I type in your URL and all I see is a squeeze page or a landing page. Yep. You instantly lost all credibility. You instantly lost all trust. I have no pop-ups on my site. That's good. Some people like pop-ups. I don't have pop-ups. Yeah. Again, in the right situation. Um, but I agree with you, man. Like if you send me, I want people to understand what Live the Fuel is all about, right? I'm constantly tweaking my site. I'm getting ready for another redesign again. So it's like, mm -hmm. who, who, who is behind story. the brand? Right. Right? Right. Like, dude, I was like, who is this guy? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, how do you reach out to you? He says he did everything over Facebook Messenger. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he sent me the video over Facebook Messenger, and we were messaging back and forth over Facebook Messenger. I'm like, okay, he never got you on the phone? Like, that's fine in the initial lead generation, but like, oh, I was like, dude, I was like, you please, he's like, no, that's why I thought I'd bring it up to you. He's like, I know you'd appreciate it. I'm like, oh, I'm appreciating it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip through that whole video tonight, and I'm going yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a whole synopsis. But as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, that's a click funnel guy. And yeah. I hate to brand it that way because there's some guys using ClickFunnels the right way, but there's a, it's 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 rampant right now. And it's really pissing me off as a branding and marketing guy because I couldn't find out anything about this guy's company. There's nothing. It's a scary world out there, man. There's a lot of people scamming people. There's a lot of people out there taking people's money, and it's so it's so easy these days to do it, right? Like it's so easy to position yourself as a coach. It's so easy to say like, hey, I have an agency that's gonna do this for you. Mm -hmm. And you learn a few like sales tactics or persuasion or influence or communication tactics. And you use that in your communication and you talk to people's pain points and their desires. And it's easy to get people to take their, even their life savings and be like, all right, I trust you and here you go. And then you don't end up fulfilling. And then you end up blaming them for not like doing it or yeah. executing or whatever and it's like Which, no it's there's accountability on both ends right like Absolutely. as a consumer you should have done some background research but it meant they're playing Absolutely. on heartstrings a lot of times people get excited like dude this is what i've been waiting for it looks so simple hell yeah let's toss some money at it and like rob's got a very successful crossfit gym and but in the end he's like dude he's like i don't budget a thousand dollars a month right now he's like that's gonna be a big step if i'm gonna start doing that and he's already thinking as a business owner i'm like okay a thousand dollars a month equals i need to start acquiring five new members to offset that new cost you know so he's yeah. a smart businessman like he he worked in the corporate world before like he's not in it he actually brought this up and he's just like what you said here there's a lot of fitness professionals gym owners they're just so passionate about their lifestyle and how they teach and how they coach or how they train that they eventually realize that entrepreneurial dream and they want to do it themselves. Yeah. The problem is they don't know squat about business and sales and marketing and building a brand. Mm -hmm. So then when they see a company like that reach out to them, like, oh man, I've been this this looks great. They're gonna, they're gonna blow me up online, send me tons of leads. I'm like, here's the best part. I'm like, Rob. You're not a nationwide organization. You're a local gym business. I was like, the click funnel yeah. generation from that, like he must be a master to figure that out. I was like, if you were looking to grow a new online fitness training program as a secondary business unit from your core gym with video mm -hmm. and everything else, that we could talk about. That I see much more beneficial for maybe click funnels or lead generation because now you've opened up the online demographic and you can have right. members from anywhere which is right. I've been trying to get him to do anyway. So it's a whole different podcast. Right. Uh, I'm figuring you're feeling me on this. So, Oh, 100%, man. Look, I talk about this all the time. And, you know, even for us as a, a branding company and part of what we do, a small piece of what we do is creating websites and all that kind of stuff. We have those conversations all the time with people where they don't want to take the time to have great imagery and photos. They don't want to have the time to have a nice logo that's actually going to be memorable. They don't want to have a website where it's just like a really dope, cool experience where people are learning about your, your story and learning about your customers and your clients and like what it is, like your message and what it is that you're trying to do. They're just like, look, man, I can just 
create all of this on on click funnels and i'm good like i have a friend down the street joe small down the street who just made seven you know hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars just sure. from their landing page i'm like cool like that works but i guarantee you one they don't have a brand and two they probably won't be around for the next two to three it's years. a flash in the pan business model right? what are you doing to build a legacy in your brand a longevity right you, you got to have a core web. I tell people all the time, like just businesses who launch on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. But if you truly are building a brand that's going to survive, Instagram is going to shift. Facebook's going to shift. Twitter's going to shift. I mean, we part of entrepreneurial dreams is learning how to shift and adapt and roll with it, bro. Uh, mm -hmm. We talk about in fitness, right? Muscle confusion, right? You want to be confusing the muscles, right? You, you don't do the same damn thing every single day. Uh, right. You know, if it's a bodybuilder type thing. So it's like, apply that to business. Like when Facebook does it shift, you, I hope you've been sending traffic back to your core brand website because you might need to shift your marketing and say, now I'm going to li live on Instagram for a while. Or, mm -hmm. you know, now that Link LinkedIn's dumping a ton of money into their platform and making it more interactive. That's a whole other chapter that I could talk about. I've been on LinkedIn mm -hmm. since it was founded. That's one of my little secret weapons. So, yeah. but the point here that you and I are talking about is you can't run a business off of a landing page. If you're looking for a flash in the pan sale, wonderful. But what's next? <laughs> I love it. And I love that you get it too, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, we've been rapping for a while. I want to respect your time and your day out there on the beautiful San Diego. Let me guess. It's, it's obviously gorgeous today. Outside. I think it will be later. It was a okay. little chilly. I'd say like it was 58. Okay. All 50. right. Wow. We had a warm snap yesterday. It was 58 here yesterday. So yeah, well, I mean, we're in the Northeast, man. It's winter. I mean, right. I, I just had snow melt off three days ago. So that's funny. Uh, it's, Look, man, it's when, I moved here, when I moved here March 1st of 2015, from Boston, Massachusetts, Ooh. there was 10 feet of snow in our driveway in our area. And then I moved here to San Diego. It's like 70 degrees, palm trees, sun, can't complain. So I definitely get it. Um, but I love the West Coast. I love this weather. It's, I love the West weird. Coast too. But like I said, uh, I'm a, I'm an all-seasons uh, sports guy, man. In the, in the spring and the fall, I'm mountain biking. I'm on my road bike. I do 100-mile bike rides. In the wow. winter, I'm skiing. Uh, so I live in all, all domains. I'll just say there that. you go. So I like, dig it. like my life's I'll close it. I'll close this out. My lifestyle piece is I'm working on is that like, we've already got a renter upstairs. We're about to, in the next year or two, we're going to phase this whole floor of this house into another rental unit. And then we're moving. I've, nice. already, I've got a 3000 square foot garage out back. I've already got two guys storing antique cars out there. That's monetized. And I'm not even a real estate guru. This is just what we're figuring out. Uh, but the point is, is that we don't want big houses. We don't want kids. We're actually just happy being, you know, happy as a couple and our, and our coon hound dog. But mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I want a small house like in Cali or a small house in Utah. And then the whole online business dream, right? I should be able to run my business from anywhere. And Absolutely. you know what? For the next month, I'm going to go stay at the house in Colorado. Like that's kind of my master plan. Is that is any of that in your 20-year uh, lifestyle goals? That's cool. Uh, yeah. So I'd say like my 20 year lifestyle goals, I'm a, I'm very materialistic. Uh, and I, there's no shame in the game for me. Like yeah, I know your I, role, man. Know what you like. Yeah, man. I love nice things, but I also love great experiences too at the same time. So for me, and especially like being out here in California, like your eyes just start opening up because you start seeing all the fast cars and you start seeing like the houses and all of that. But one of my things is, um, you know, I definitely want a home on the East Coast. So I'd say probably like somewhere in Miami. I'd also want a home like in a like a cabin or something like that in, in the mountains. So Devon and I can get away uh, and then have a condo probably like in, in San Diego or in L.A. But I always wanted to have like a house in uh in beverly hills or something like that <laughs> the only reason why i say that is because i want everybody to look at me and be like yo like who who are you like did you did you play sports and i'm like no i, I didn't play sports it. worked my butt thank off. you I, yeah. I worked for it I actually built a business this is not, what it not, is not to say that athletes don't work for it i got a lot of friends that are athletic and they have to put in the time but right i think it's cool to be able to show that you put in the time and you built right. something as a business it's cool so yes and as a black man like just keeping it real keeping it like 100 yeah. percent. as a black man it just feels like really cool to be like hey i have my own company i'm only this you know 30 years old 31 whatever yeah and this is what i have from building my own company up and i feel like in today's day and age and this is a whole podcast in itself <laughs> um and this is where my passion goes 
I genuinely believe is like a as an African American in the United States that you do not have to be an athlete or you don't have to be in an entertainment industry like a comedian, actor, actress, or whatever to be massively successful. I know for me, I didn't see growing up people who looked like me who were yeah. business leaders. Yep. Either whether it was in corporate America or like self-made entrepreneur standpoint. It's I'm glad you're bringing that up as as what as, as we're closing out the show because I think that is something valuable to bring up is that this is an exciting time. It's not perfect time. It's never never a perfect time. (laughs) You're in the USA, man. We got a crazy country. But Mm -hmm. that aside, showing the power of hustle and growth, especially in ethnic diversity, I think is amazing. And I mean, it's easy for me to say, you know, I'm a white guy. But but the point (laughs) is like, but dude, I grew up as a farm boy, man. Like, dude, I, I, I grew up, milking cows and, Mm -hmm. and shoveling shit. Like I, I didn't have uh, some, you know, amazing financially successful. Like I had to work for it too. Um, I, I, I was not led to believe that I was able to go away to school. I didn't go away to school. I had to go, I worked full time and paid my way through college. It took me longer, but I did it right. Just to prove to myself and to others that I could. But the Mm -hmm. point is, is like, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It comes down to back to your brand, man. Are you going to strive and grind? Are you, are you going to set goals and get after it? So. Yep. 100%, my man. That's it. Well, listen, I, I want to bring this show to a close. You've been an amazing co-host today. Thank uh, you. We've already talked a little bit about closing words, but I like to close the show out by just letting the co-host have the final words. And this is an opportunity. This isn't about selling or anything. This is about, like, what is your all-encompassing message? You know, you talked about your 20-year vision. Like, but let, what is... What are you trying to leave behind, man? Like, what is this message as you are slowly maturing and you're building more influence, especially in the online space, but people listening, if there's millennials listening here or even my fellow Gen Xers, like, is there a message that you've been realizing and growing behind everything you're doing? Yeah, I, w- I kind of really want to just bring it back to the whole message of what Strive and Grind is about anyways. Like, the whole belief system of what Strive and Grind was founded upon was like, hey, I believe because we are alive and that there are beautiful things on this planet, we all should be able to experience it 100%. We should all be able to experience the finer things in life. If you want to be able to, you know, go to Europe and spend time there for three months or six months, you should be able to do that and not let your circumstances hold you back. If you, if something happens and there's a a hurricane coming your way, And you want to be like, hey, I don't want to sit here and stay here and have to worry about this hurricane hitting me. I'm going to up and move my whole family for the next couple of weeks or three weeks until this whole thing phases out. I want to take my whole family and go to the other side of the country so we don't have to worry about nothing. You should be able to do that. And I believe that the, the formula and recipe to doing that is by striving and grinding. And so a lot of people believe in just the grind part. They believe in the hustle, going after it, going, getting it, and all kind of stuff, which is cool, right? But you must do it with intention, too, at the same time. We all must have goals. We all must have, like, something that we long after and desires and dreams and all of that. And what has a land for you the most is, like, why you're doing it to begin with. I realized for me personally that the reason why I do what I do is obviously for like generational wealth. I look at my family and I'm like, man, I look at all my aunts and uncles and my brothers and my wife's family and all of that. There's no wealth there. There's no money there. They're still living paycheck to paycheck. I don't want them to have to ever worry about that again, which is why I do what I do. I also realized that I didn't see anybody that looked like me um, who represented entrepreneurs. Hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be that person so I can inspire other people to be like, hey, if Kevin can do it, so can I. I also realized, again, kind of talking to, you know, the darker side of things, uh, you know, the Florida shooting just happened. We talked about the Las Vegas shooting that happened. I talked about like knowing 30 people who passed away before they were 21 years old. I realized that, and we all should realize that we're not guaranteed the next hour. We're not guaranteed the next day, the next 10, 5, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yep. So we need to go all in and do whatever it is that we're passionate about, whatever it is that that big goal or vision we want. We must go after it today, not tomorrow, and leverage that why and the reason for why we're doing what we're doing to go after those goals and dreams anyways. 
when times gets hard and when times get tough, it's going to be the why and the reasoning of what you're doing it. It's going to make it all worth it in the long run. So that's what I want to leave with your audience today, Scott. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's powerful. I'm glad you tied it back to the whole, the, the everyday life and death struggle, man. Like it's, you know, uh, God forbid mass shootings aside, you can get hit by a car tomorrow. I mean, let's yep. be real. So well, listen, hang yep. on. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, striveandgrind.com. You already heard it multiple times on the show today. It'll be all hyperlinked in the uh, podcast show notes and everything else. It's what we do. All of his social media profiles, because you're going to want to follow these guys, okay? I mean, their Instagram feed is great. Facebook is obviously top-notch. But if you're looking for some of that motivation inspiration, it's not just about business. You just heard it in his closing comments here, okay? We all need to learn to strive, not just put in the grind, okay? So again, that's Kevin Stimson. Thanks for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, We've said it many, many times before, another killer episode, but remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, listeners and fans of Live the Fuel. Scott Mulvaney here, your founder and host. Please hang tight for another one to two minutes, and you're going to hear some added value resources and discounts. So first off, please don't forget to subscribe and submit a review for the show. It'll really help others find our show, and I would love to get the feedback. Also, please be sure to visit livethefuel.com and score your free Super 7s resource guide. This has got over 21 different resources that I've put together to help fuel your health, business, and lifestyle goals. Okay, once you're on the website, ladies and gentlemen, go to the resources page and you're going to score some added discounts. I've set up discount code relationships with my favorite snack nuts from eatpillynuts.com and my favorite healthy fats olive oil from villacapelli.com. And lastly, don't forget, I'm your connection into the healthy nutrition world from Isogenics. You'll see the logo there. Feel free to reach out to me. I got my schedule online. And to close things out, guys, Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is awesome and I love having you listen and it wouldn't be possible without our amazing editor known as David Studio. So if you're an up and coming podcaster or an existing podcaster and you're just trying to find a better way to get it done like I do, get a hold of his editing services. You can find them on Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, Fiverr.com and search for David Studio. And lastly, just to close this out, ladies and gentlemen, we discuss so much health, business, and lifestyle on this show. We bring on biologists and doctors and entrepreneurs, and it's just a powerful sharing of knowledge. But one thing I do want to remind you is this. We are not a uh, replacement for your medical doctor, uh, for example, on the health information. So please, this is a show of free knowledge. If you need to go seek a professional's advice, please do so. This is free knowledge. We're sharing it out there, but obviously you need to make your own intelligent decisions when it comes to your health, your business, and your lifestyle. I just want to remind you of that. In the end, keep listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the reviews. And let's keep growing this powerful message of a healthier, more successful business lifestyle for you all. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.